0: Remember that you're not in in the business to take advantage of people, you're here to help them out. If they don't want no help, you just keep it moving.
1: The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty-gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Are you ready for another Dynamite bonus episode of the Marketing Matrix podcast? Today, our guest is Mr. Edwidge-Paul. I met Edwich through an amazing podcast event called PodMax, and I'm so excited to bring you his story today. He's an amazing real estate investor who has some gold to drop for your life and your business. Enjoy. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, LaSan, and I am joined today by the talented and amazing entrepreneur, Mr. Edwich Paul. Edwich, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course, of course. Well, guys, I want to take a second to introduce this incredible entrepreneur so that he can just blow our minds today. Guys, he has an amazing, amazing story to get where he's been. He's beat the odds. He is standing up inside himself and doing some incredible things in his life and in his business. So Mr. Edwich Paul is the founder and owner of EP Investments, LLC. He's a husband and father to two beautiful children, a landlord, a house flipper, and an entrepreneur. And if you're watching the video on this, he has some amazing backdrops, some amazing step and repeats. This guy, he is putting himself out there and we are so excited to to just be blown away by him. So Edwitch, for our listeners that are not as familiar with who you are and what you do and your story, give us the background. Like how, how did this... How did it all start for you and and how did you get to the point of being a real estate investing tycoon
0: I love this question I love this this is a great question so my name is Edwidge I am the founder of EP investment LLC um, how did I get started uh, it didn't just start today it started at the age when I was like literally uh, a teenager um, I remember one time I actually was um having a conversation uh because I grew up in the streets of New York I mean I grew up in new York, in Brooklyn New York uh, I am originally from Haiti, so I remember one time I was actually riding my bike uh walking down the street with a good friend of mine, and I saw uh, a corner store um and I said, "Hey man, I think." I want to own a corner store. And um, you know, we we I mean, my friend and I, we stay getting on each other, cracking stupid teenager jokes and stuff like that. And uh, you know, he said, Man, you can't even speak English. For those of for those of you who doesn't know where I'm from, I'm actually Haitian. Uh, at the time I was just, uh, uh, I was, I just moved from Haiti to the state. So, and, um, jokingly, he said, man, you can't even, sp- uh, speak the language. You can't even li- uh, read the language. You can't even write the language. What the hell are you talking about? You know? Uh, but the funny thing is, uh, he, apparently he ain't believing, uh, in me. Right. Uh, which is okay because it wasn't his goal, it wasn't his dream, but it was my dream, and I believe in myself. Um, funny thing is, at that moment, uh, you know, I'm I kind of I think I was a little bit hurt. I'm like, yo, dude, how are you going to say that? Because you don't know my vision, you don't know what's in my, what I'm actually thinking. So, uh, I think I just quite, got quieter a, a little bit, and then we just went our way, and then we never really talk about business, and but there was a little bit spirit in me saying like, yo, I'm going to be great one day. You know, I'm going to be great one day. So, uh, the funny thing about it, me growing up, uh, I had a lot of, a lot of up and down where, um, I never actually met my biological father and, um, at the age of 15, um, my, why my mother to say, why mother, uh, and the reason I never met my biological father is because he died, passed away while my mother was actually pregnant. All right. Then at the age 15, 16, um, when I first literally kind of moved to the state, uh, my mother passed uh, out of unknown uh, reason. Um, so, yeah, uh, man, let me tell you, I was just broken, you know, mentally, physically. Uh, I, I just I didn't know who I was at the time, but, um, eventually, uh, I actually, as years go by, uh, growing up, uh, I met my wonderful, uh, girlfriend, which is my wife now. Uh, you know, she, I mean, she came from a very positive background and as we started dating, she just, uh, she just speak life into me. She just say the right thing. And, all of a sudden, I start to believe in me, and I, you know, and then I start listening to Les Brown, um, and guy guys like um, Napoleon Hills. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard um, E.T. You know, uh, I mean, it, the list just go on and on and on. So, and 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 you know, I mean, he no, he didn't believe in me, but I believe in me, and which is okay. I mean, and today a lot of time. Um, i think a lot of time us as a society as a human being i think we all have something to say we all have a dream but we are too afraid to even speak it because the people around us they're so negative right and, and and a lot of time we just we because and not only that we have our fear and now you go and tell somebody your dream and the person didn't even believe in themselves, right? And then you show your dream to them and they just completely kill your dream completely. So you gotta protect your dream when you have a dream. You have to protect your dream by any means mean um necessary, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on and on.
1: <laughs> I love it. I think I think that's so that's so inspiring. So tell us more about how you got the dream, because you just finished saying that you were in a place where you were you were broken and you somehow attracted an amazing woman into your life and then you magically found these influencers to start speaking into your head but like how did the dream actually come?
0: Great question I love your question um so um as my wife and I actually you know we got married and um and we purchased our first uh, primary home, we, which I'm actually recording in it right now. Um, and I thought, and I, and I look at the, the amount of payment over the loan amount of the years that I'm going to be paying uh, on the interest only, not even the principal, which is the principal is what you actually pay. Uh, uh, that's actually, the, actually uh, the mortgage, the amount of mortgage versus the interest. I look at the principal and the interest that I'm actually will be paying by the time in 30 years long, and I'm literally paying uh, double the amount of the purchase price. I'm like, oh my God, this bank is actually making a killing. This is crazy. Um, so, and I talked to my wife and I said, hey, what if i can purchase a house and make a profit out of that it, you know so my wife is not really into the business side and she's more like into school she's uh you know that which is okay she's actually making a, a difference into the uh, community but me i'm more like hey listen i cannot transfer this job to my kids so with that being said we decided to uh purchase our first rental uh for dirt cheap i mean you want the numbers
1: yeah Would let's do like it you like to hear
0: the numbers so um i purchased for like $32,000 right $32,000 which um it wasn't all cash which i'm actually able to purchase property all cash right now uh thank god for it um, so we was able to put a down, down payment towards the house, um, uh, the rental property. And I was actually literally making price profit. Uh, maybe I'm saying too much, but it's okay. I was literally netting $500 a month and my payment was just like nothing because I make sure I actually put a whole, a lot of money towards that, um, uh, down payment. So that way my payment could have been low, um, so I mean, it was just great deal, and to right now um I actually more on more than one houses and stuff like that, and I had done some flip and i also whole- um done done wholesale deals and and all that good stuff and you know i mean if you want me to break down what is a wholesale for uh you know, um people who may know who i may not know what is a wholesale, I could go down into it i mean I could tell you. Uh, all the bad things that happened because you know what happened is a lot of people learn, uh, love to turn HDTV. And they love to see the HDTV homes and stuff like that. But little do they know that the struggle that uh, uh, the entrepreneur uh, actually goes to on a regular, you know, it's just like the HDTV is like what? 30 minutes, half a uh, half. I mean, 20 minute show, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you just build a house in 20. No, it doesn't. It could take a, like, perhaps like if the deal goes soft, it could literally take a whole year, literally if it goes soft. But I me, mean, technically if you, if you flipping a good deal should go take you only 90 days or less.
1: So can you, can you think of an experience uh, in your journey, Edwich, where things just clicked for you and it made sense, about what this, what real estate investing was all about. And you were just like, okay, I am never turning back. Like, this is my path to wealth for my family and my future. Like, do you, can you remember an experience like that?
0: So the funny thing is I had really a lot of different experience uh, where I actually feel like this is, this can work and this will work, right? Um, so the funny thing is I have a crazy imagination, right? I love to drink, right? And put it into, um, make, turn it into real life and reality. So my thing is uh, where I actually work at, it's uh, they have million dollar homes, right? And they have this luxury apartment where I normally um, drive on a daily base. Um, so when I'm actually driving near the buildings and stuff like that, um, it's the cleanest, they have flowers and all that stuff. And it goes back to the same thing with a bank idea. It's like, I'm like with, uh, with the banking idea and then buying from uh, my first rental deal. It's like, imagine this is about like a hundred plus units. And all these people need a place to stay, right? Whether, uh, you know, the economy is doing bad, whether uh the whatever's going on in fact right uh, right now at this very moment right now we're in the middle of 2020 pandemic right people are losing their job people everything is going crazy but guess what we need a place to stay so it's just the idea is um you know what I, I love the idea is like when you sleeping when you sleep you actually make money while you sleeping i just love the idea so I um, hope that answered your question.
1: No, oh, I love it. So can you think of an experience in your journey where, um, where you encountered something really difficult, where you thought about turning back and doing something more traditional for work, but for whatever reason, you decided to turn back into investing and continue to give it a shot?
0: So your question was, can I think of anything that, you know, that was just like horrible and I, I, and I just wanted to just quit. I didn't want to go, goes on. And I just like, Oh yeah, man. So I had a lot growing up. Honestly, I had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of ups and downs from like my, uh, both my biological parents passing away uh i mean hold not y'all right um i remember when i first um got into the flipping side of business i was totally new to it right and there was this one guy um that i trusted um as he stated he had so much experience there's a lot of talk out there right people say they have experience but None of that stuff. So I believed them. I didn't really do my due diligence properly on him. Um, anyways, little did I know the guy had the guy was a scam artist, right? And I was literally stuck in that in the middle of the flip where I had to come up with all the money out of pocket, and I was literally making the monthly payment uh, to whatever from the my other uh rental that I had that I was pulling money from my other businesses that I had to just make that money, that hard money, uh, lender payment. So anyways, long story short, uh, the property, uh, as we stated, uh, the pro the property we thought was worth so much more, we ended up losing so much money on it. Uh, so, and as, as we continue going, the property could not sell because it was not in a flip area right and we actually overpriced the property um bank start calling uh the 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 lenders start calling and and all that crazy stuff and they like hey listen we need our payments man it was it was i was literally there was time that i was literally mentally depressed where I'm like, man, all I wanted is just take care of my family, you know. All I just wanted is just do good. And I was so excited in the beginning of that flip. And all of a sudden, it just things just went from like this and just went straight down. And I'm like, can I get a can somebody can I get a little break here? So, anyways, but there was time that also there was time that I found myself crying. Yes, I cry. All right. Uh, I could get a little bit sensitive here. Men cry, so got to learn to express yourself, okay? Um, so, but anyways, I didn't let that stop me, all right? I did not let that stop me. Just because one thing happened to you, you can't let that happen. But I ended up losing money on that deal, but it's okay. I made other money, right? Things happen. You just got to, if you, you, like the song said, we fall down, we get up. You just got to learn how to, If you fall down, you just got to catch yourself. You can't just stay there and say, oh, my God, and just quit. And some people just quit mentally. They just shut down. No, I'm not that. Like, you just got to keep pushing through. You just got to keep it moving, man, because you know what? Um, Everything shall pass away. So, um, And you just got to keep pushing yourself and motivating yourself and all that good stuff.
1: I, lo- I love that concept of like you- you've mentioned two things that I think are so important one you got to keep getting back up like I, I love that this is a cliche quote but I believe in it that success is getting up one more time than you've fallen down it's a powerful powerful concept but we have to keep getting up and the second thing that you mentioned is that money comes and goes I think sometimes we uh, we get too attached to money and we try to hold on to it but like i, I have a firm belief that money is energy and just like energy comes and goes from us money does too and so if we're in a situation where where you know we're in a bad deal or we made a poor business decision or whatever like turn around put your energy to bringing that money energy back because it's going to come back like it's not it's one bad decision or a bad investment is not is not going to ruin you you know like there's always money and energy to be to be found and to be created. So I love those two messages that, that that you shared right there.
0: That's that's the other thing that uh people just don't understand. You know, I mean um that's one thing I just don't understand that, you know how people just shut down and just never recover because of fear. Fear of failure. What if that? You know, the funny thing is I mean, I had, I mean, I started working straight out of high school, right? Uh, Perhaps at the age of 16, um, 17. Uh, Straight out of high school, I started working. And I I remember this guy, I'm not going to say his name. I still remember the, the guy name. And he was, he wanted to retire and he could not retire. All right. This is a sad story. And I remember one time he was walking down the hallway, he literally put on himself, right? That's how old he was. And um, I think three weeks after he retired, he actually died. So you literally work yourself to death. That is crazy. I mean, imagine, right? If you're, we both a a business, uh, a man and woman, right? Imagine, if we actually work ourselves to death, building a business, which to me is fine. But at least um, I could literally, if I work myself to death, right, building a business, I could literally pass my um, properties that I own to my kids, whether they want it or not, right? Whether my wife wants to uh, deal with my inherited problem. But guess what? It's a good problem to have because there's equity in, in these properties, right? And she like, man, I don't want nothing to do with real estate. I don't want nothing to do with these properties. I'm going to sell all of them. I can guarantee you, right, she would, she would live a way better life than somebody who just worked themselves to death for someone else, right? And that's actually the simple difference between Entrepreneur and somebody who work a not to five their whole entire life, which is fine if you're passionate and love what you do, it's all good, right? Because there's actually people who's actually making a difference. Um, you need doctors, you need lawyers, you need nurses, especially in times like this. You need all these people and stuff like that. I'm not saying anything like that, but at the end of your life, right? If this is not your dream, if this is not your goal, then so, the funny thing is, I was listening to Les Brown, right? He said, Imagine you were on your deathbed and you had so much dreams, and, and, you, and while you're dying, um, your dreams actually said, My God, you could have given us life, but you choose not to give us life, right? And because of you, we are dying. And so that's for I'm speaking for, to those people who just who have dreams and goal and who just let the dream die. Like, dude, everybody's special. Right. Everybody have we all unique in a in a different way. But whether we uh, believe it or not. Right. So it's just like if you have a dream, if you have a goal, just go for it. I mean, what do you have to lose? Right. Like you have one life. I mean, Jim Rohn said you would be lucky to make, it, to make it out of life.
1: <laughs> You're not going to awesome. make out of this earth alive.
0: life. So go for your dream.
1: I love it. I love yeah. it. It's such a, such a powerful message. And, and maybe, maybe what you just said might answer my next question. But my next question is, if you could go back and talk to 16-year-old Edwich, what would you say to him?
0: Great question. I love that. I would say... Someone's opinion of you doesn't have to become your reality, right? Because I remember uh, growing up, I, I used to hear words like that, you will never um off something in your life, right? Because uh, I could say I was, I, I mean, till now, I still have a mouth on me. I could say, I know what to say to somebody to just get your attention, right? So, <laughs> and, I, and maybe some of these words, I did deserve it, right? Um, but, if I would go back to uh, a 16 year old me, I would say, you know, just cause someone that will have an opinion of you, it doesn't have to become your reality. You know, you are worthy. You are more than what you are. You, I would say, believe in yourself, dude, believe in yourself. Um, just stay focused, you know, stop hanging out with these, uh, people that didn't believe in you and not to mention they believe in themselves. That's great.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's powerful, powerful advice. Okay, so let's hop over to your business for just a second. So can you describe a bit about your business? What, what type of real estate investing uh, are you are you into? What are, the, what are the different elements of your business?
0: Great question. I just love these questions so far you've been asking. I love that. So um, my company is, the name of it is EP Investment LLC. We are a real estate investment firm so our primary uh, our focus is um wholesaling uh rental and also flip right so my side of the business is i'm more like on the rental side i also have team members who who's more focused on the wholesaling side cuz you can't do everything yourself right i'm probably not the person to talk about the wholesaling but I know a thing or two about it, right? So that's what we actually focus on. We focus on helping homeowners with all types of uh, situations, whether they're dealing with foreclosure, uh, they're they living out of state, whether uh, in, they inherit the property from a loved one, like I had mentioned earlier, which is actually a when when you actually inherit a property from a loved one. Yeah. Uh, so we focus on three, those three major things.
1: Awesome. Okay. So and I in one of my past business adventures, I was a wholesaler. So I understand that piece of it. And it is way harder than, than people will make it out to be. Wholesaling is not, well, no, no real estate investing is easier or a walk in a park, but wholesaling in particular is tough. So let's talk about the marketing of your business. Like how how do you find these leads of these homes? Because I mean, you have to find people at the right time, you know, like right as like an elderly parent dies and the children inherits the home and then what do they do with it? Like, that's like the perfect time to step in. Or when um, a natural disaster happens to a house and they have to uh, get rid of the house and it's a perfect opportunity for a house flipper to come in and refurb it, refurb the house and then resell it. Like, how do you, how do you work your lead gen for, for your business?
0: I love these questions. So all the questions you've been asking, I'm like falling in love with it. So, um, one of our first things we actually do with, uh, my, uh, my partner and I on the wholesaling side, uh, we love a raindrop, right? Um, so, I mean, not raindrop, uh, ringless voicemail, like just record a voicemail professionally on my microphone, um, over my computer and just blast it out to uh the potential seller who might be interested in um in selling you know this message i feel like to me it's just uh key uh you can't every everybody have one of these things in their hand and if you don't have that in your hand you definitely have a house phone so I mean, I, I, I also like direct marketing, but I'm gonna get into that. But one thing, one, one thing I do like um, about the voicemail is like, whether you have a cell phone, whether you have a house phone, uh, a office phone, you're gonna pick up that phone within a day or two to listen to your voicemail, right? And that's what I love about it, okay? And the next thing is, we actually love virtual assistant, right? So uh, we, Virtual Assistant, AKA VA, uh, we love using VA because I don't have the time to do the, the 300 calls. I really don't have that. In fact, I hate cold calling. I don't like cold calling. It sucks. <laughs> so why not have someone else to do the job for you, right? Uh, and, and still your business still women focused right? So another thing is, <clears throat> we also love direct marketing because, and the way we actually uh do our direct marketing, we put it on a very very four by four, beautiful, colorful envelope, like it's actually a get a gift card from Macy's, right? Not them white envelope, which is fine. I mean, if that's what you choose to do, that's just fine. You got to start somewhere. But I just love the, using those co- very beautiful, brightful colors to do my direct marketing because everybody expects a gift, right? Nobody wants to open a mail, uh, a mail that look like, hey, this is the collection agency that's actually uh, trying to reach you or whatever. But I guarantee you... If it's actually in one of those beautiful, bright, full color envelopes, you're going to open it. Huh? I wonder what it is in there. (laughs) So yeah, that's what we focus on.
1: I love it. Okay. So you are, you are cold calling people. And so you're obtaining those lists and you're sending direct mail to, to people. And those are your two primary methods of, of lead gen.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So so go ahead. All right. You know, you seem you are the expert in Facebook marketing. Uh, perhaps I may I might need a a, a thing or two from you because I have tried Facebook marketing, and honestly, you know, I did see a, a couple clicks and stuff like that. But maybe I mean, I was using the wrong kind of wording. I think most people do that. I it wasn't really, uh, to be honest, it wasn't really my uh, working out for me.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, and social media is so, so, so powerful. I mean, if, if anyone has listened to me for even one or two episodes, they'll know that I just rave about Facebook advertising, but this isn't about my business. This is about yours. So coming back to, uh, to what you are, you are doing with marketing in your business. So just yesterday on uh, my Facebook profile, I did a live all about the importance of knowing your numbers and understanding the right the numbers in your business because it's the numbers that drive growth and it's the numbers that take the emotion out of decisions in your business. So talk to me like how important is it to understand the numbers in your business in order to have success? Like I'm sure you have it pretty dialed in in terms of how many cold calls will lead to appointments and how many appointments will lead to and eventual close, or how many mailers you need to send out to get so many leads, and how many of those leads will turn into customers. Like, talk to me about how important numbers are in your business.
0: I love this question again. So the way we actually do it, uh, the way we break our numbers down, I'm just I'm just going to give you a random numbers, right? So let's just say I pull a list of of out of state owners. Um. I don't just, um, send out, uh, the blast out the voicemail drop. Right. I don't just, uh, uh, do the, uh, the mailing marketing. Right. So what I do is after I do the, there's a step to it after I would do the, um, the voicemail drop and depending on, on the response, whether I get a response or not, I if I don't get a response, I would actually remove these people uh, from my uh, listing and stuff like that of uh, marketing, because apparently the, either the numbers is not working or they're blocking, whatever the reason may or may not be. So... Uh, secondly, uh, what I actually do, so the, my virtual assistant is always, is always there in between those two, because they don't want that got to um, make the calls. Right. So then if that doesn't work, I actually start doing the, uh, marketing. So for, uh, the direct marketing, for example, let's say if I send out a thousand, uh, A ring drop, and also by by the time that I break that that list, apparently that uh, I can't get in contact with that number. My VA uh, cannot get in contact with that person. Then I will remove them from the list. Then I will start um doing dot marketing. By this time, I'm probably go. I'm probably down at like let's say five hundred, right? From from that five hundred of that, I I think that's still potential good. Um, then um. After a couple of respond, I'll send my mail like seven times. Then after that, um, if it doesn't work, I pull another list. So what I'm saying is from that, you may get, I'm just saying, from that thousand, uh, from that listing you pull out, you may get just five people, right? Just five people from just, and sometimes you may not even get a single. Sometimes you pull it from whatever source you pull it at, it may be a very bad pulling, you know that. So, and you could laugh out from just one, right? And that one that you actually looking for, you're looking for that one that is very, very motivated. You don't want to just, I mean, some people actually is motivated, but you don't want to just one that, ah, I'm thinking about selling, right? Okay, how much would you like for your property, ma'am, sir? Um, I want a million dollars. Literally, they would actually say things like that. So you just want that one you actually can help, right? Remember that. You're not in, in the business to take advantage of people. You're here to help them out. If they don't want no help, you just keep it moving, all right? You want that extra motivated seller. The seller say, hey, the seller that, like, I need to sell right now, you know? And then there's different motivated sellers. Like, there's sellers who say, okay, well, I'm thinking about, like, this is Actually, sell. I'm actually dealing with right now. Thinking like, hey, won't you give me, call me in, in, in um, ninety days, and I have to put them on my calendar so I can follow up with them. So um, it all it all depends. Sometimes you might get um, two motivated sellers a, a month. Sometimes you might get zero. Sometimes you might get one. You're looking for that one.
1: I love it. Well, and, and the benefit with real estate is when you do get that one, the opportunity is so large because when you're dealing with real estate, the numbers are big that it compensates for the time that it takes to find those. But I, I want to pull out a really important part, point guys, because this is the marketing matrix. The, the um, strategies and tactics that Edwich is talking about are marketing is marketing. Okay. Whether you do it with voice drops, in emails whether you do it with direct mailers whether you do it with Facebook ads marketing is marketing you have to get a list of people that have a potential to work with you and buy from you and you hit that list a number of times in Facebook we call it retargeting right but you retarget those people and you hit them again and again and again until it funnels people down to the few people that are the buyers of your products and are interested and everyone else it's like they're, if it's not time for them or they're not interested then that's totally fine. But the game of marketing is finding the target group of people and hitting them again and again until the few leads that you need to be successful in your business come out of the bottom. And you're using different tactics to continue to narrow that list and get it to be more and more refined so that you end up at the bottom with this, these refined golden leads that, can, that make all the difference in the world in your business.
0: That one, you're looking for that one specifically. Cause you could talk to a three, you could talk to a million um, sellers. Doesn't mean they're gonna sell to you. All you know is just one. You know what happened is a lot of people when they just like they make that call, like myself, right? Like I had said, like um, when I said I hate call calling, it doesn't mean that I don't do it, right? I know I have to get it done in order for in order for it to be done, right? So if you cannot afford, because you know, these things can get very expensive, right? So if you cannot afford uh, a virtual assistant, um, get on the get on, get, get on, like, you know, get on the phone. Spend one hour on the phone. May, may make like thirty calls a day, you know. All you need is like give yourself like an hour. I'm pretty sure you spend like at least 5 hours a day on those little gadget. And in fact, you could use that little gadget to do the ring drop too. Like if you don't want to talk to sellers, have them call you instead of you calling them if you're not comfortable. Now, you still have to be comfortable and prepare yourself to answer that phone when it start ringing because it will start ringing, right? So you can't be you can't be scared. You got to talk to them. And a lot of a lot of time Um, they just looking for help, these people out there looking for help, but we are too scared to help them out, right? Because we just like, What if, oh my god, (laughs) I remember this one time, uh, when I first started, the guy just cursed me out. I was like, Oh, oh my god, (laughs) so imagine you're not really used to that. And the person start dropping the f bomb, stop calling my phone, I'm going, you know, all that, because a lot of these people already under stress, so. You got to find a way to help them out. That is your job. It, it, you know, things don't just come to you. You got to go get it.
1: I love it. I love it. That's so powerful. Okay. So I've got, I've got one, I've got two more questions for you. So the first is, so what, what small marketing strategy or tactic has made the biggest difference in your business and why?
0: So marketing to me, it just like, what makes that a big difference? I think connecting with people um, like by letting people know who you are. For example, just me having this conversation with you, um, it's marketing, right? For example, uh, the fact that we actually connected and perhaps in the future, we could do some type of business deal. Uh, Me just starting a conversation. A lot of times people think like this thing, the marketing, it's so difficult. No. All you got to do, just talking talk, talk to people. Tell people that what you do for a living, whether you still work your nine to five, right? Let people know what you do. Even at your job, saying, hey, I remember when I first started uh, real estate, right? Uh, I told the person, I'm a real estate investor. Like, you're not a real estate investor. You're own no property, you know? It's okay, you're going to meet these people. But it doesn't matter. Start, tell, start telling people what you do. Right. Start going to those networking event. Now, things will be shut down. Um, virtual, like we actually doing, like um, online. Just get out there. Tell people what you do. So what I'm saying is, because of me, um, I could very. Fr- I'm very friendly. I'm very talkative. Uh, I talk to people. People that feel like that's light-minded. Uh, people that want to um, do business with me. That make a big difference. Connecting with the right individual.
1: I love it. I love it. That's so powerful and so true. So true. I mean, any success in life, whether it's in business or personal, it's about the connections and the relationships that you make. That's so great.
0: Right. Right. Okay.
1: So what, what is the, I always ask my guests this question. What is the, what is the biggest internal transformation that's happened for you on this entrepreneurial journey?
0: Oh man, the biggest, that's a great question. I think it's just like, so I think it's just like accepting uh, myself, accepting uh, for things, for what it is, even though it's not easy. So when I came to the business, uh, especially um, as a wholesaler, you know, people say, hey, you could connect uh, the homeowner and the seller, you can charge them a fee and make that money. And I was like, Oh, that is so easy. I could do it. Literally, that find out. It's just like, no, that is very difficult. Right? So, but, so I had to accept my, that it is not easy. You, you got to constantly grind and, um, people are just not going to hand you over things. You just gotta go get it. You just gotta, you, you know, mentally, I had to grow, um, you know. I had to shrug my mind, and each morning, I I had to some type of listen some type of um, positive uh, uh, word, you know. So, and that because because uh, what happened is, especially today, you you just there's always bad news all over the media, politics. It's almost everywhere. So much negativity. So you got to keep your mind sharp, you know? So with me, that's what I do find, keeping myself positive and uh, I had to continue. It's not an everyday, it's actually an everyday thing. It's not just like, okay, I'm just going to be positive for this day. So you got to keep yourself mentally, uh, physically, emotionally sharp so so you could continue growing. A while was just like, you know, once you touch your phone, you turn the TV on, you turn the computer on, the words is going to bring you down. So to me, that's just the biggest thing. Just keeping myself up, up, up on the air. So, yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So Edwidge, for people that want to follow your journey or get in touch with you, learn about you, where can they find you online?
0: Great question. again, so my, company name is EP Investment LLC. You could go on my company website at pa pa dot buys.com if you happen to have a home that you you want to sell. You could go there and submit the deal. You could literally reach out to me there. You could go on LinkedIn. Uh for sure you could go on Facebook and also on uh IG. You could definitely reach me. Uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to give my number. Is, 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 is that, you okay with yeah. that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll drop all the information in the episode notes, but you can give anything you would like here.
0: Yeah, so you could reach me at this phone number. I barely enter it now. I do have a, a, a better tracking number, which is 267-209-0041. Again, it's 267-209-0041. Um, you could definitely reach me from that one right there.
1: I love it. Well, Edwich, thank you so much. We've got Mr. Edwich Paul here today on the Marketing Matrix. He is a man with big dreams and bigger action. We are so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your heart, your story, your value, your experience. It has just been a joy having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming.
0: It's been a pleasure. Um, That was actually fun. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. Thanks so much for joining us for this bonus episode of the Marketing Matrix podcast, next week we will return to our regular scheduled episodes. In the meantime, we always want to continue the conversation about marketing with you over in our Facebook group. It's like the one frustrating thing about podcasts, guys. Like, we, don't, we can't talk about it. So, come over to the group. Let's chat. We're always having a conversation about marketing and our recent podcast episode and other marketing topics, Specifically around Facebook ads, which is why the Facebook group is called Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle Ecom brands. Join us at facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. And do not forget to subscribe to the podcast to catch all the gold every week. All right, guys. See you next week.